Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, always good to have you in the studio. Good morning again, Gina. And we are honored to welcome Archbishop Charles Chaput, who is here to tell us about a new archdiocesan initiative designed to help families and all the faithful protect themselves from pornography and its devastating effects. Archbishop, welcome. We are delighted to have you with us. Uh, thank you very much, Gina. Thank you, Matt. I'm, I'm happy to be with you today. Gina, are, are you a Christian or you just have the name? No, that really is my name. I know that. I am just I'm, teasing you. It's important for someone with a name like yours to live up to it. So I try hard, by God's I, grace. I'm sure that you do, and I'm grateful that you're working with us today on making known to the people of the Archdiocese, our hopes for the upcoming Safe Haven Sunday. One of the the privileges I have every week is to hear confessions at the cathedral. I do that on purpose because I think when you hear confessions, you stay in touch with the church on a level that's Mm. very real because people generally, when they go to confession, are very honest. And one of the things that has become very obvious when you're a confessor is the inroads of pornography into the lives of people today. And one of the things that I've noticed over the last 10 years or so is the increased problem that women are having with pornography. Fifteen years ago, you would not have heard very many women confessing this as a sin, but it's a it's a new issue for women because the pornographers are directing it at them. And because of that, many more of them are falling. You know, I grew up at a time when if you wanted pornography, you had to go buy it in a shop and you had to make yourself known. And if you were at all a hypocrite, like many of us are, you wouldn't do it. Not because of the virtue of being chased, but because you didn't want to be identified with this terrible kind of thing. Today, all you have to do is turn on your phone and you welcome it into your life into your homes. And since young children now have phones very early in life, this is a real issue for parents and children, as well as those of us who are adults. So the church is taking this issue seriously, but I don't think seriously enough, because if there's one thing that comes up, every time I hear confessions, no matter where I'm at, it's the issue of pornography. And when's the last time we heard someone preach about this from the pulpit or heard the church even talk about it? Now, recently, the Bishop's Conference has issued a statement on pornography, which I think was very, very well done and is very, very helpful. But I, I really want this new initiative in the Archdiocese, Safe Haven Sunday, be an occasion for all of us, priests, deacons, religious, lay faithful, to reflect on this issue in our in our lives and in the life of our families in the church. This initiative is coming up March second to third that weekend. So just in a few weeks, we'll have more of a focus on the problem of pornography. And it seems to me that it's not so much as it is built to be a personal thing, but it has these ripple effects through marriages, through families, and through society as a whole. Is that right? Well, that's right. You know, a husband can dearly love his wife, but still have major problems with things like pornography. And if his wife knows about that, it's really devastating to their relationship. Mm -hmm. Even if she does know about it, it's devastating because his imagination is exercised in ways beyond reality. And, you know, if you're unfaithful in your mind and in your heart, it's adultery. You know, Jesus made that very clear to us. So it really is a, a really big problem. It destroys marriages. It, it makes people's sexual life together very uncomfortable because pornography is is unrealistic in terms of what it shows. And people begin to develop unreasonable expectations or rather crude and rough expectations around their own intimate life together. And that can be very, very devastating. And of course, young people, especially young men, 
And as I mentioned earlier, even young women today get introduced to this very early in life, and that makes the possibility of chastity in dating relationships very, very difficult. It's also been shown increasingly to damage your neurology, that your neural pathways are similar to addiction, rewired. They are rewired. There's no doubt about that. And anyone who's struggled with addiction of any kind knows how difficult it is to get away from that. So I think they say that sexual addictions are every bit as destructive of our freedom as addictions to alcohol, drugs, nicotine, whatever. And it's fundamentally an objectification of the other and violates their true identity as being made in the image and likeness of God. That's right. And it's using people who we don't even know for our self-gratification. And that's a terrible way of using people or, you know, people who actually become involved in producing it or actually working in the area of pornographic movies and films or pictures are offering themselves in a way that undermines their own dignity. So in the home should be a safe haven yes. for folks. And some of the resources that will be unveiled in this initiative are going to help do that. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things you'd like to see families doing to help communicate with one another to build stronger families? Well, you know, one of the things that's been very obvious to me is in my life as a priest and a bishop is how poorly most families handle the issue of sex education. It's very difficult for parents to do this with their children, and sometimes they don't do it all, or they depend on the school doing it or some other person to do that. So one of the things I hope this does is give the opportunity for parents and children to speak to one another. First of all, to give husband and wives a chance to speak to one another about how to deal with this in their families, but also give them both the tools they need and the courage that they require to engage this issue with their children, because they can be sure, despite the denials of their children, that their children are going to be exposed to pornography very early in life these days. That word, helping them, we're actually equipping them. That's the name of the study guide that the initiative will have, equipped. So we want to try to help families, parents, and young adults to deal with this issue and rediscover their own human dignity. That's right. There's a wonderful organization called Covenant Eyes, which Mm. has produced resources for these kind of issues. And the book that they've produced, which is entitled Equipped, Smart Catholic Parenting in a Sexualized Culture, can be very, very, very helpful to parents. And uh, of course, we're going to be encouraging parents to to get that resource and then to go through it and use it. It has within the book, there are directions on how to engage the issue in their own reflections and also in their relationship with their children. And Archbishop, have you had a chance to encourage this initiative among pastors in our archdiocese? I, I have. I, you know, I brought the, the people who are involved with Safe Haven Sunday and also Covenant Eyes to speak to our priest council. And also then they have spoken to larger gatherings of priests because we all face it in the confessional and in our parishes. And it's very important for us to make it a primary concern of our preaching and our reaching out to our people. Covenant Eyes also offers another very valuable tool in addition to the book. And that allows you to really take control of your digital environment through accountability reports and some web filtering. Yes. Yes, and many people who actually have been caught up in the web of pornography have found those very useful ways of maintaining their sexual sobriety. So we're grateful to Covenant Eyes for doing that. That's a wonderful term, sexual sobriety. And when you read the Catechism, which just so beautifully describes human sexuality, its true purpose, and the value and virtue of chastity, which is both an individual and a cultural effort. That's right. You know, we don't we don't typically do this, but I think we should be referring to sex education as chastity education because that's really what it's about. 
about. Correct. We need to be educated on how to be chaste in a world that doesn't respect that virtue at all. Or temperance, which governs that virtue. Yes, that's right. You know, there are also wonderful groups of people who gather who are caught up in sexual addictions. It's like Sexaholic Anonymous, like Alcoholics Anonymous. They use the same kind of a 12-step program for healing. And I often encourage people who are caught up in this terrible experience to engage in one of those groups. And they, they do find it very, very helpful. Of course, it's always embarrassing to admit you have a problem, whether it's drinking or with, with sexual addictions. But once you overcome that fear of identifying your, your issues, these groups can be wonderfully healing. And the bishop's letter, the 2015 pastoral on Create in Me a Clean Heart, is so merciful. It reaches out at the end to every type of person who may be involved, a consumer of pornography, someone who's involved in sex trafficking or in the sex industry, children, parents. This is a call to mercy. God can heal this. Right. One of the things you learn when you're a confessor is the things that we are most embarrassed about are the most common in the lives of people. One of the things you, you develop in your priest is uh, a certain deep sense of compassion and awareness that all of us could be in the same place if it weren't for the grace of God. So I really encourage people who are listening uh, not to be afraid of this issue. And if they're caught up in issues themselves, don't hesitate to bring this to confession and don't hesitate to bring it to people who can help heal you. There's no way people can move out of addictions by themselves. There's just no way at all that's possible. And our own Archdiocesan Office for Life and Family offers a number of resources. And in fact, they are the office that is rolling out this initiative. That's right. I, I asked them to take responsibility because it seemed to me that it really does belong in the family more than anywhere else dealing with this issue. Correct. And listeners can find more resources about this at phillycatholiclife.org, the website, or by calling the office at 215-587-0500. Archbishop, thank you so much. And before we conclude, would you lead us in a prayer asking for God's healing and mercy as we confront this issue. I certainly will, and I want to encourage whoever may be listening, priests, moms and dads, husbands and wives, single adults, people who struggle with these issues, to take advantage of the Safe Haven Sunday, because it may be a grace from God that will surprise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we we know that you've gifted us with our bodies and have given us and our bodies and our human sexual dimension. You have given those to us as a great gift. We pray that we might develop those gifts after the pattern of your love. We pray that we might discipline ourselves so that we're not led astray by our own desires and by the false promises of the world around us. We pray for the gift of chastity for ourselves in our marriages and in single life. And we pray for our children that they might overcome any temptation that's so clearly present in the world today. Temptations to sin against the gift of our human bodies and our human sexuality. Give us the strength we need. Send your grace upon us. We ask all these things with great confidence through Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Archbishop. We hope you'll come back soon. Take care and God bless. Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. Thank you. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you. This episode of Inside Catholic Philly is sponsored by the Bazillion Spirituality Center. The Bazillion Spirituality Center, located in Jenkintown, was founded in 2000 to bring Christ's praying, healing, and life-giving presence to all God's people. Rooted in the spirituality of St. Basil, the center is a hub for Catholic activity in the Philadelphia area. Our spring 2019 program schedule includes an open house on January 30th, a retreat for caregivers on March 23rd, and faith formation meetings on Tuesday evenings during Lent. Find us on Facebook or at stbasils.com. 
This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.